Having a good day? We're here to ruin it. I'm Jordan. And I'm Anna. And this is Ruin Your Day. so tired and this one is not gonna help me this is the first one i've had in <gasps> 2021 oh my god Congrats. i did thank you you're I, done i'm done cheers cheers to that my friend oh, with our plastic cups i'm here for it well are they pla- what my, po- no not, i was about to say polyester <laughs> it's not polyester <laughs> please excuse us while we drink out of our polyester cups <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I'm broken. I bro- we man, we are 40 seconds into this and we already broke. I'm I'm so tired. <laughs> what a what a fucking week and a half, man. Jeez Louise. I mean, I'm just oh, my cat, <laughs> not my cat, your cat. I have a cat and so everything is my fucking cat. It's not even your cat technically. <laughs> but your fucking cat got into my clothing bag. You know what? It's fine. If she, she just, pulls out my undergarments, though, I, avert your eyes. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure. You know what? Mia. She's just sniffing it at this point. Yeah. She's just like, what is this? Why does this smell like dirty feet? Because my dirty feet have been in there. It's fine. Because my Mia. shoes are there. Not that I stick my dirty feet into bags, but. I was about to say. Or like, you know what? Okay. Like- <laughs> does, a, does another wellness check. <laughs> Fuck you, my child is fine. Do, 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 do. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep saying that this entire episode because I am sorry for oh everything God. that's going to come through this episode. Okay, speaking of you saying I'm sorry. Okay. I had lunch because we invited Anissa, who is the our new intern, but also yes. our sister. Yes. Um, um, our, 80, our, our sorority sister. Yes. Um, for that clarification but um we're all sisters we're everyone's a sister (laughs) it's my sorority voice um (laughs) uh so she she comes to lunch and I was like oh hey by the way Anna says hi and I also was like by the way do you remember Janae and she goes yeah I said she says hi as well she's my roommate (laughs) but then we started to to discuss you me you oh me okay and I made the mention to the other two coworkers that like you say i'm sorry a lot which yes. is a, which is a thing that we've been working on for years i'm sorry <laughs> and i was like it's kind of funny because like she says it and then you look at me and i don't apologize for shit ever <laughs> no <laughs> never never <laughs> she'll run you over with her car and be like fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> you shouldn't have been in the road what are you doing over th- you're not even you're, why are you on the sidewalk like who walks on a sidewalk? It's stop it. Wow. That was a little too good, I gotta say. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna take a little sippity sip. Take that sippity sip. Oh, sweet mama. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my soul was just revitalized. Also, your cat close to my toes is scary. She didn't I'm, do anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> She didn't even do anything and you're she, hissing at her. She sniffed at my toes and it scared me. Like, I'm genuinely scared right now. Oh, my God. Well, now so is she. <laughs> no, no. Actually, not- you know what? She's not even scared. She's just like, okay. I'm not throwing a pillow out, just so we're clear. I'm going to put it by my toes. That's fair. That's probably for the best. As like a buffer. It's, just, it's like a buffer. <laughs> it's like a reward. <laughs> glad you understood that that was like not even close to what he said but you got the reference of course <laughs> because you and i are two halves of the same whole absolutely our podcast gets deep all of a sudden <laughs> there's like gospel music playing in the background like <laughs> oh we're gonna have so much content to mess with to oh, tease this god this is gonna be a i can't wait one tear rolls down my face. I I currently am the smiley face emoji with the tear. <laughs> she she walks into my house and is just like like just staring at me and and like grinning. 
exhaustedly. <laughs> but and, <laughs> with dead eyes. Yes. But with the deadest of eyes. And um, I asked her, do you want wine? And she goes, yes. <laughs> and I told her that is the smile crying, crying, not laughing emoji, just the smile crying emoji. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. So I was that way at like 3 p.m. today. I've been that way ever since. Like ever since 3 p.m. I've been like that emoji. Yeah, you know, it'd be like that. My boss's boss, so like the big boss. Yes. <laughs> he came in today. He never comes in, but he came in today. Um, and I introduced the new intern to him. And then he tried to like, you could clearly tell he was about to introduce himself to me. <laughs> How long have you worked there? Two and a half years. Yeah. And wow. I and I work with him like all the time and I only have two masks and both have sparkles on them and I'm the only one in the office with sparkles cuz I'm like the only female in my immediate vicinity and I looked at him and I was like bro you know me <laughs> I traveled me. with you it's me <laughs> hello hello <laughs> my my immediate boss was like what just happened? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you. I, c- I have no idea. No idea. Oh. <laughs> Wait, hold please. I got to adjust because I think our mics are too close together. Okay. <clears throat> Still doing? What the hell? What are you doing? I haven't done anything. I don't know why you're yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the microphone, obviously. And that was the seventh time she got mad at her. <laughs> I actually don't know what number we're on. on, on that. We're in the past like three weeks, we've gotten to like number 84, like just in the past. <laughs> like that like went downhill so fast, so fucking fast. Like <laughs> anytime I raise my voice, I'm mad. At you. <laughs> just anytime you're like, Anna, come here. No, don't be mad at me. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> I like smile at you too fast. You're like, stop it. Like crying. <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul. You are. You're my sensitive soul. Uh, that's probably why Big Mouth scared me a little bit at first. That's fair. Yeah. I it didn't. Big Mouth didn't scare me. Just a little context. Um. So yeah. So last time I was here, introduced Anna to Big Mouth. Um. It is by far one of my favorite animated shows ever. The writing is phenomenal. Acting phenomenal. Animation phenomenal. Like. You, I could not give it more praise. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've never seen it, the first two episodes are extremely shocking because it's, li- I mean, it's, so if you don't know, if you've been living under a fucking rock, <laughs> Big Mouth is an animated show about like seventh graders yeah. going through puberty. Mm-hmm. And the, and it's Nick Kroll um, is, the main he's like one of the main characters but he's you know so he's a in real life um voice actor actor um and he it's based off of his childhood and like his best friend andrew Mm -hmm. and it's based off of their like childhood antics and like how he was a late bloomer but his friend was an early bloomer and like they also throw in a lot of the girls things in there too so like getting your period for the first time and like all this stuff and it is just so there's four seasons it's phenomenal and so I told Anna I was like you just have to keep watching and (laughs) she texted me and she goes why is there an episode about spoiler alert about Jay fucking his pillow and he had the the pill okay and it (laughs) it would have been bad enough if he was just fucking the pillow just like you know cut the hole in it and called it a day but the pillow had a face and a voice and was, and then, spoiler alert, it got fucking pregnant. It, she was pregnant with his child. She was with, the pillow was with child. Okay, so usually when I tell people to watch this, especially when there weren't as many seasons, I would go watch it. But like episode six, season one is the weirdest episode. You just have to power through. And I forgot <laughs> to tell Anna that. Okay, but you know what? Even if you had told me that, it wouldn't have mattered because you know why? He kept fucking the pillow. He ke- and then he moved on. He moved on. He, he broke up with the pillow, or the pillow broke up with him. It's a, <laughs> it, it's like a whole thing. It's a saga, and I was not ready for it. And the, you know what the, what the most fucked up part about it is? I was rooting for the pillow. I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful relationship. All of a sudden you find yourself rooting for the pillow. You're like, wait a damn minute. Yeah. Like what? 
This is the not hell? right. So, yeah, watch it. It's amazing. Um, this fourth season, they tackle, like in the second and third season, they tackle a little bit of depression issues. Mm-hmm. In um, season four, they, talk, they tackle um, anxiety um, and transgender issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what people face when they go through their transition um how people react to it how like different mean girls and guys can be to it Mm -hmm. um and then they place it all in the setting of a summer camp yeah i haven't gotten that far yet but i saw like the trailer for season four and i'm terrified it's wonderful i'm really excited i've gotten like like i've gotten past the weirdness of it at this point like i'm like i'm in i'm in it now so i'm just like Fuck me up. Let's go. I'm Let's ready. Go. I'm Let's ready go to, to camp. Get hurt. Yeah. Re- <laughs> this show will actually hurt you. It, it there were me. so many things that I was like, oh shit, I've actually thought that. Or oh, that makes sense. So like my mm-hmm. favorite one of my favorite episodes is um Girls Get Horny Too. Yes. And when all of the guys' minds just like get blown, I'm like, <laughs> I I wonder if that's actually how guys felt when they're like, wait a damn minute, girls can get turned on. It's lovely. Mm. I wonder it, I have nothing but great things to say. It's so good. So and, good. And I will spoil just a little bit because I feel like you'll appreciate this. I'm not going to like tell you how it goes down, but one of the main girl characters, she learns how to put in a tampon. Oh, no. And I felt that deep in my soul because no one teaches her. She has to figure oh. it out. And I, it's the way that they portray it is just beautiful absolutely beautiful it i'm sure it's gonna make me cry from the flashbacks oh yeah like yeah oh yeah but yeah so that's what i've been doing the past week and a half is just binging big mouth and then there's my mother who i told that i was watching big mouth too i was just on the phone with her and i was like oh yeah so i'm watching big now big mouth by the way and she was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's a show on Netflix. You probably wouldn't like it. It's really raunchy, but it's really funny. Like, it's, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, well, you know, we, we need me and uh, we, we need a new funny show. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll try that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, are, I don't I like, like where this is going. I was like, mom, I don't I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> I don't think you want to do it. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You, you don't. And she said, oh, so you think you can handle raunchy stuff, but you don't think I can't? Like, I'm, I'm your mother. And I was like, okay, all right, see how it goes. And then she texts me like two hours later. And she's like, we watched about 10 seconds of Big Mouth and then turned it off. Yeah, mom. I legit told my mother, I was like, I'm not, you wouldn't like it. So don't even try. Like you're not Definitely. old enough to watch this. You're not old enough. <laughs> that's like i watched bridgerton with my mother i looked at her during the honeymoon part and i said i don't know what's more fun watching this or watching you watch this <laughs> because she is a proper southern lady yes <laughs> who does not discuss the birds and the bees openly <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and this was pretty graphic. And like the one time, well, there was multiple times, but like the one time they showed his butt full view, she was like, <gasps> and I was, and then you like pan over to me on the other side of the couch, and I was like, yes. <laughs> like I give it a nine out of 10. That's a nice booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's just all make a pact. Not to watch sex scenes with our mothers or tell our mothers about Big Mouth ever again. Ever again. Although I'm, I'm getting to a point in my life where it's becoming more entertaining to watch a sex scene with my mother. Like, I don't know if you're there yet, but I definitely am in a place in my life where watching that, like, we don't talk about that stuff, but watching it go down. Sure. Like, I have no problem now calling her out on being like, you know, you make this more awkward, right? And she's like, what? And I'm like, but by being by acting like it's weird uh, my favorite though my literal favorite story i'll tell the story and then we need to get into it we were watching i have no idea what this what the show was but it was a pretty stellar cast and it my dad my older brother myself were in the living room our my family home is got a big grand room so like the kitchen living room dining room it's all mm-hmm. like one giant open space and my mom is in the 
kitchen. This is going to sound so unsanitary, but I swear it's not. But she's in the kitchen with my little brother cutting his hair. But it's just because it's, you know it's what? Spread, like I've been there. It's like a big area. It's like so a, it's not like. It's not weird. It's but not like, gross or anything. She just, that's where they happen to set things. Anyway. So she's like cutting his hair and she goes, she's like about to buzz his neck to like clean it up. And she goes, hey, turn it up um, so that we can hear while I have the the clippers on. And so my dad proceeds to turn it up. And the next scene was the loudest sex scene. The loudest, the, the woman was enjoying herself. Oh no. And <laughs> I mean, oh yes, but oh no. Oh yes, but oh no. And... My eyes were like saucers as I was like, oh shit, this is really happening. And then Justin just is looking at my mom with that look of like, you did this to us. Like you made us sit in the awkward, in the loud awkward. And my mom is just crying with laughter at her mistake. So now the running joke is if like the, if we know there is a sex scene in the show somewhere and like our parents like asking our opinions on the show, we're like, yeah, no, it's really good. You might have to turn up the volume a couple of times, but like otherwise it's really good. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is how our family operates. I just I'm, I'm I'm getting a very clear picture of how this all went down and I can just see you all just being like, now we have to sit in this. Now we have to like wade in this pool of awkward like we truly do like <laughs> it's great oh god i think so I, I love it and i hate it is well, that that's that perfect yeah. Okay. yeah there it is oh well you want to get started no but yes okay well we're drinking we're I was, I, I told you, you better be ready to drink for this one. <laughs> um, so before I get into this, mm -hmm. um, I want to give a couple of warnings. Okay. Um, this is our first trigger warning. Wow. Yay. yay. I don't know if we should yay that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to yay that. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, trigger warning, this involves violence against children. Um, namely infants, like little itty bitty babies. So just if you're not into that, thank you and good night. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. um, we respect that. Yeah, we respect that. That's totally cool. I don't blame you. Um, second of all, this is a very complicated case. Um, it's it's very it's it's very short. Like the, I only have like two two and a half pages. Um, but that's just there's not a whole lot of um, details on a lot of this um but it is it's it's a it's just very it's to me it's very comp or it could be very complicated so i just want to say that i understand and respect that um that some people might have different opinions on what happened or may think that may have more information on what happened and if you do by all means please let me know and i will be happy to share that um but this is just the facts as i know them and so we're going to get into it. The story that I'm telling today is that of Diane O'Dell, and her case is better known as the Babies in the Boxes murder case. She is an American serial killer convicted of killing three of her newborn children, mm. possibly four. Yeah. Um, she kept their bodies in a storage shed for years um, until the shed was eventually abandoned and then cleaned out and subsequently found. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what we're talking about today. Again. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, like I said, get out now if you uh, don't want to hear this, because I understand. Um, <clears throat> so, Diane O'Dell was born February 7th, 1953, at least that's what one source says. I couldn't find any other sources that said her birthday was February 7th, but we're going to go with it because today is her birthday and I needed a story for today. So mm -hmm. happy birthday, Diane. Um, I couldn't really find a whole lot um, about her early life, but what I did find didn't exactly paint a picture of a happy childhood. Um, the things that I did find were just you know, tale of her father um, physically abusing her, her father also molesting her. And there, so there is actually a book about this case that I didn't read. I didn't know about it until like two days ago. Mm -hmm. um, but the summary on the back, like just the summary on the back 
said this. It said that her mother sold her into prostitution. <gasps> yeah. So not really the greatest childhood. I am shooketh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just not not good. Not a good situation. Like however how whatever really happened, not good. So there are also a lot of um conflicting reports on her personality. Some say she's very polite and nice. Um her children, you know. Her living children said that she was a wonderful mother, very sweet, very loving, um, very kind. But there are a lot of people who also describe her as being very coarse, very rough around the edges. Um, she was reportedly let go from a job at a grocery store because she was arguing with supervisors and customers and just being rude. So, I mean, you could be both. You Oh, absolutely. You could be both. Um, I mean, you could put on a happy face to your kids and then just not be very nice to anyone else. That's true. So, yeah. Or just, you know, be the way that you feel like you need to be to the person you're dealing with, you know, mm -hmm. like put on that different face. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. So, Diane moved around quite a bit. Um, she settled down in Florida for a number of years after marrying James O'Dell um, in the late 70s, and she gave birth to three children with him. She eventually left that family in 1981, and she returned to New York State, where she's from. Um, and then in, four years later, in 1985, she moved in with Robert, I think it's pronounced Sauerstein. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't check. I should have checked. Sorry. But Say it with confidence. Robert Sauerstein. Oh, I believe you so much. Yes, thank That's you. his name. That's his name. Now. If it wasn't before, it is now. It Sorry. Is, it is now. Damn it. Um, and he eventually... He became her common-law husband and father of her five youngest children. So she had eight kids at this point. Um, and now after they got married, I don't know. I don't think you actually get married when you're common-law, right? Um, it's like if, if you live together. If you live together and something else, then for like an extended period of time, mm -hmm. I want to say it's like upwards of 10 years. Yeah, something like that. Then you are married, but like... Recognized by the state as right. being married right me right something like that something like that um they moved around constantly they moved uh or they lived in places like utah texas new york and arizona they moved themselves and all of their stuff and yes that is important that i said their stuff to i think it's prima arizona okay in 1991 they rented a storage unit to store their excess belongings in Stafford, mm -hmm. uh, Arizona, and um, they were there for about a year. And due to some le legal troubles involving Sourstein, uh, I could not find any details on it. Uh, I don't know what he did or what he, you know, allegedly did. Um, they basically picked up and left very suddenly. Okay. Um, they left that a lot of their possessions, including the storage uh, shed there. Um, and in 1994, the rent stopped on the storage shed. So, but everything inside that shed um, remained untouched mm -hmm. nine years. Nine okay. Years. That's a long time. Early 2000s. Yeah. So 2003. Okay. Um, and it was, so it, it was left that way for nine years and it was sold off auction style like storage wars. Oh, uh, storage wars. Storage wars. Wow. Um, and it was sold to a man named Thomas Bright for 75 bucks. How big was the storage unit? I don't know. Was it like a, oh. I think it was just like a store, like just like a, you know, like one of those. Because like on Storage Wars, some of that shit can go for hundreds, even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like thousands. Like if they yeah. see like a. Something they something want. Something there, they're like, I want that. They'll, yeah. They'll. Yeah. But 75 bucks. Huh. That's it. Okay. So again. I'm going to say one more time. This is your chance to get out now. This is when things get grisly. <laughs> I'm, gonna say, I, I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, on May 12th, 2003, um, Bright was opening the boxes that were in the storage shed, mm -hmm. um, and he found what he thought was the remains of an infant child. Um, so he basically just kind of dropped everything and called the police, as you should, mm -hmm. when, some, when you find something weird like that. Um, and so the police got there. Two more bodies. So, three of them. They were found inside of a box wrapped in 
towels and blankets, and two of them were partly mummified. Um, and then the third was in advanced stages of decomposition. Uh, my, I'm so sad right now. It's just sad. Like, it's um, just really sad. I would like to pause you real quick and mm-hmm. go on a tangent, and I will show you this later. But yes. one of the accounts that we follow on our podcast Instagram account, mm-hmm. because I was, like, looking, making sure we were good and everything, and it was a picture of a cake with a hand. Oh. And each finger was a different stage of decay. Oh, God, no. No. And so it was like the pinky was flesh, the ring finger was bloating, the oh. middle finger was active decay, the pointer finger was um, advanced decay, and the thumb was um, uh, skeletal remains. And it was the most detailed and intricate thing I've ever seen. And if I am permitted, I'm going to try and find it. But continue while I search. I, I would not eat that cake. I'll be real with you. I would not eat that cake. I would eat pretty much any kind of cake, but I would not eat that cake. It was, I had to do a double take. It oh, was that God, bad. That's like. That was like early quarantine, right? Or was it pre-quarantine? Like the, the cakes? Is it, is it cake or is it real? When was that? Time I mean, doesn't exist. I don't I, even know. I don't know anymore. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So the third was an advanced stages decomp. Um, the unit was pretty quickly. It was connected to Odell. Like they, they found out pretty quickly who it belonged to. And she was located um, at this time. So this is, you know, uh, 12 years later. No. 11 years later, after they left. So they left. No, they left in 92, so it was 11 years later. Okay. Um, So she was in Rome, Pennsylvania. Um, And they, so they found her on May 20th, so about a week later. Um, She was questioned by the New York State Police because she was living in New York at the time that the babies were born, and, you know, we'll get into that. Um, And at that time, she was charged with three counts of second-degree murder. Um, and her husband, Sauerstein, said that he did, he had no idea, no idea about the contents of those boxes. Like she just kept them wrapped up and just was like, oh yeah, here's these boxes, put those in there. So, Hmm. yeah. Um, so her trial, um, took, was actually pretty quick. It was just, it was just like kind of in late 2003. Um, so this is kind of what was brought to light during this trial. The infants were, um, Okay, actually, let me back up a little bit. So, again, there's a lot of conflicting reports on um, the interwebs about this case. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, some people who said that they couldn't determine if the babies were actually stillborn or if they were born alive, but pretty much the the majority of people claim that or say that the that they were born alive, in, including a medical examiner. Like he's pretty, mm-hmm. he was pretty certain that it, they were born alive. Um, um, and they were born between 1982 and 1985. Um, Question. Yes. I've never had a child. Okay. I'm you never, haven't? I, no. You didn't give birth to Clyde? <laughs> no, I did not give birth to Clyde. <laughs> oh, okay. Although sometimes I feel like I did, the way I stare at him sometimes. <laughs> um, Just a reminder, Clyde is her dog. <laughs> yes, Clyde is my dog. Um, so... If you give birth in a hospital mm-hmm. and it's stillborn, mm-hmm. does it like do what happens to it? Do they just like give it to you? Because I, I know I think it depends on what the like what the parents want or what the mother wants. Um, I mean, sometimes like de- and I think it also depends on like how far along you were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. After I like, I don't know. I, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to say that every single episode or something mm-hmm. to the effect of that. But um, I, I think it depends. Like sometimes okay. I'll just be like dispose of it. Sometimes they'll like, you know, want to like bury it or, you know, I mean, I knew of this couple that had um, that carried a, a stillborn to term and they mm-hmm. took, they took photos with it. Yeah. And which is, I think, a pretty common thing. But yeah, when um, you're young and don't quite fully understand that, it was a little weird to yeah, know. It, well, and I think that's another thing that makes this case complicated because um, 
and I mean, we'll, I'll get into it a little bit more, but, um, we, we don't know for sure. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many, cause the, the, I mean, they were in advanced yeah. decomp. Like, I mean, they're really, I, I don't understand. I'm sure there are ways to tell, but I don't know how you could tell if they were. Well, if you see the picture of the cake, you'll really understand. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see the cake anymore, but I'm going to look at it anyway because I'm morbidly curious. Um, Turns into jingle. <laughs> um, Smash hit called Morbidly Curious. Morbidly Curious. This, so according to Odell, um, in like her initial interviews mm-hmm. she said that the babies were born in secret um in the bathroom of of her home in bethel new york i think she was living with her mother mm-hmm. at the time um remember her very domineering not very nice mother mm-hmm. um odell claimed that they were born they were still born however each infant showed some form of life at the time of their birth so that's wait yeah that's well that's opposite. that's no, no, no. That's what the, the courts, like the medical examiners said. Medical examiners said that they all showed some form of life at yes. birth, but she's claiming stillborn. She's claiming stillborn. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> I was confused for a second. I, I'm still confused, if that makes you feel any better. Like, it just is all topsy-turvy. Um, so, prosecution said, um, the prosecution said she hid her pregnancies and there was no prenatal care. Um, unlike the rest of her eight surviving children, like she went to the doctor, she took her vitamins, all that bullshit. So these infants, these babies were Mm -hmm. born before her first husband. So they were born between her first husband and her second husband. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, and that's another reason that the prosecution, like that's another thing the prosecution brings up is that they were quote unquote bastard children. Um, they okay. like she, they were unwanted. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in like any tor- sort of long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she just, she just didn't want them. And I mean, we're not going to get into that debate today. But you know, you that's this is not the way that you you handle that. Yeah, like I think we can all agree on that. This is not how you handle this. So the way that they determined that the infants died was traumatic asphyxiation. Yeah. Um, so what is that? You may ask. What is that, Anna? So traumatic, so asphyxiation, obviously, it's like when you, when they are suffocated. Mm -hmm. Um, traumatic asphyxiation is suffocation by way of crushing. Yep. 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 The terror I feel right now is real. (laughs) I, I just have, and this is my defense mechanism speaking mm-hmm. and my trauma response speaking but i just have in my head the tiktok um <laughs> audio of look at her or look at them whatever what do you see a baddie look a little longer a saddie yeah and i feel sad yeah that yeah. hurts that, that hurts my heart and i yeah well, am not a fan of children well, yeah, don't kill children. But don't, I don't want to kill them. Yeah, like, well, here, okay. I don't, and, and that seems, that seems agonizing. Like, that is. I don't understand how a mother, and granted, very blessed to have a mother as involved as she is. Yes. <laughs> as involved in my life as she is. We love our moms. Love you, Thank you for not being Diane. But we love our moms. I love you so much, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love her. But. I, I do not under, like the only thing, and this is not adequate enough. I 100% understand this, but the only thing that I can equate the a love that a mother has for a child. Mm-hmm. And again, I emphasize this is not adequate enough, but it's the only thing that I know in my own personal experience mm-hmm. is the love that I feel for my dog. No, I, I understand that because I too have a great love for my cat. And I know that it's not near the level right. that you have for a, ch- a child that you mm-hmm. gave birth to or, you know, however your circumstances may be. Right. Um, it, it doesn't come close. But I, if I even, like, step on her, like, itty-bitty little feet, my kitten. I sometimes cry, I cry. while staring at my dog. <laughs> yeah. Because I start imagining... We're not even going to get into it because I'm going to get upset. But like, 
I couldn't hurt him. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't get it. So I don't to, get it. to not only harm, but kill a baby in mm-hmm. that way that is agonizing. And <clears throat> I don't know how fast that kind of a murder is. I don't, I, well, Asphyxi- asphyxiation is probably one of the slower and more intimate forms of murder. Yes. Um, but it is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but like crushing something and someone. Yeah. And yeah, suffocation mm. is very personal because it takes for now, if we're talking adults or like teenagers or, you know, whatever, it takes like minutes, like many, many minutes to do it. Like, it's not just like, and you know, strength. a one and done thing. Yes. Strength, like consistency like you gotta like stay on them um especially if you're doing it with like your hands like it's harder to do it with your hands Mm -hmm. um now i don't know how she did it Mm -hmm. um traumatic asphyxiation um is very rare in homicide cases interesting yeah um so it usually happens it it, now so it's a common thing in like car crashes it It, makes sense like yes But it's, again, it's very rare in homicides. It usually happens when someone is kneeling or sitting on someone's chest. This should probably sound familiar to a lot of our fellow Americans, but we're not going to get into that either today because I don't want to rage any more than I'm already going to. Mm-hmm. So again, the Emmy is saying that he couldn't determine 400%, 100% certainty that they were like alive after birth, but he is certain that they were that their deaths were a result of traumatic asphyxiation, which to me sounds like yeah they were alive when they were born, like they weren't still. This is where it gets all confusing to me. Yeah, I don't know how something yeah. get has. I don't know how a baby has traumatic asphyxiation, but cannot be like yeah is I mean, the cause of death, but cannot be determined to be living once born. Like I don't, I don't know the physics of that. The only thing I could think of, like. Maybe. And again, I'm not a doctor. Um, he's like, maybe she got into a car crash. Um, but when there be a record of that, I don't know. Exactly. It's the 80s. Exactly. There, there would be, no, there would be some sort like, of, if there was some one, sort of record of something, well, if there was one serious enough to where her, her belly got, you know, smushed like that. I don't, I don't know if that's even a thing. I don't even know if that's even remotely possible. I'm just throwing it out there that mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's what happened. I don't think it is, but I don't know. Mm. Um, so that so th- th- that's where things get confusing. It's just there's a lot of like he said, she said, all that. Okay. Um. So the defense put forward the theory that she was a grieving mother who mm-hmm. could not bear to part with her babies. Um. Now, this is not something that has not happened before. I- I've seen news stories where women do keep their babies that are stillborn. Like I have heard mm-hmm. of that. And we, you know, we were talking about people who, you know, take pictures with their babies mm-hmm. um, after they pass. I don't, I could not possibly fathom the amount of grief that a, a mother or, mm-hmm. or, either, or even a father is going through in those times. Mm-hmm. It is not unheard of. Um, Correct. So sure. Okay. Maybe. Uh- no judgment yeah no absolutely not like not seeking to judge seeking to understand and this is a part that i i do not understand yeah no and i i do not either and i I, sincerely i hope i i never do truly Mm -hmm. i mean i mean as blunt as that is i really hope i don't have to deal with that ever Mm -hmm. um but the so the defense put that for but the prosecution thinks that she was keeping the evidence close to her so instead of like burying it somewhere, which, you know, honestly, I, in like the eighties, she could have buried it and gotten away with it. Yeah, if that, see, this is the you know thing. Yeah. So and that's what I was thinking is why didn't she just bury it? Because I mean, we never would have found out. Mm-hmm. We may never have known mm-hmm. um, about this. We may not be talking about it right now. Um, the other hole that I find to that is. And again, we don't know the legal trouble, but like because they had to leave so fast, mm-hmm. if they had kept paying rent, mm-hmm. no one would have ever found out. And if she's keeping the evidence close to her chest, right? Why did she stop? Why did the rent stop on the storage unit? Yeah, I don't know. Did no she forget idea. that I, she had? Yeah, three? I mean, yeah, I 
that's my, my other question. Remains like, did in you there? just like forget that you had three bot like literal skeletons in a closet? Like, I mean, as morbid as that is, like it's true. Like what what happened there, Diane? Mm-hmm. Please tell us. We need to know. We need to know. Email us, ruin your day podcast. <laughs> gmail.com. Please, yes, Diane, please email us. Please don't. Please don't. Um so um that's that's what they you know put forward is like the closer that, that she kept them mm-hmm. um the less likely she was to be caught mm-hmm. but see there's something else i forgot to mention <laughs> well tell me <laughs> this actually wasn't the first time that someone found one of her babies somewhere what no tell so, me more oh god i don't want to um so on March 14th, 1989, um, the owner of a junkyard in mm-hmm. Bethel, New York, was preparing a, um, a car to be crushed mm-hmm. um, when he found the mummified remains of a baby in the trunk. The baby, like the others, was wrapped in plastic bags and blanket and placed inside of a suitcase. Upon investigation, the police found the previous owner of the car to be um, then 35-year-old um, Odell. Odell was found and brought in for questioning. She said that she secretly gave birth to this child again in the bathroom of her mother's apartment in 1972. Wait, when was she born? 1953. So she was 19. Okay. Yeah. She claimed that um, the fetus died as a result of physical abuse from her father. She took the the corpse um, and placed it inside of a suitcase. And it remained there until it was found 17 years later. Um, she, uh, yes? No, I'm just shocked. That's yeah. my shocked face. <laughs> yeah. Um, she moved with it multiple times. She was not charged for anything because there was no concrete evidence that she acted violently with this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, the corpse was mummified and an autopsy could not confirm cause of death. Um, okay. Also, please consider this was 15 years before this new investigation so technology was not where it was at the time you know even now mm-hmm. um and the da used unfortunately like i don't well i don't know i, I say unfortunately but it, who knows what happened so um the da stated that he believed this additional body showed intent like it was another body it was a fourth body like she knew she could get away with it exactly yeah um now, to me, it's kind of weird because she, to me, I would have thought like, okay, shit, I got to get rid of these other three bodies I have in the storage unit. Because remember, mm-hmm. at this time when she's brought in in 1989, she had those three other babies sitting in a box somewhere. Oh. Yeah. So, so she's brought in for the first one in the car while she's got three in the own. Yes. So oh. they're, they're not, I don't think they're in the storage shed yet because they're not, I don't think they're in Arizona yet, but they're, they're, she, she got has boxes them. of babies somewhere. Yeah. She's got those babies somewhere. So to me, that would have never killed anybody. I don't have any babies lying around, but like I would have, I would think that you would be like, okay, I got to get these out of here. Right. You know, I'd do something. Yeah. With them. So I don't know. I don't know. I am, yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's a Hmm. whole fucking thing. Hmm. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't either. And I don't know. (laughs) It's just, you know, and I keep saying that, like, I truly don't understand and I do not know. Like I, if now, if it were me, you know, just looking at this case, I would, I could have, you know, believed like, sure. That's a stillborn. She's a grieving mother. She didn't know what to do. But then you put in three other bodies into it. Yeah. And it makes it oh, just a shit ton more complicated. Yeah. Um, 100%. So with evidence of traumatic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. Um, so on December 19th, 2003, Diane Odell was found guilty of depraved murder in the second degree. Mm-hmm. She was sentenced 15 years to life for baby number one, 20 years for baby number two, and 25 for baby number three, all to run concurrently. Um, she will be eligible for parole in 2009. Uh, I'm sorry, 2029. Um, That's close. Yeah. 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 That's real close. Yeah. How old will she be? She will be 76. So she, she'll, she'll be up there, but I mean, like, not, not that much up there. She could still have a whole ass life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
So after her sentencing, Odell addressed the court and said, quote, for what I hope is the last time in my life, I will say I did not kill my children. I have been in jail of my I have been in a jail of my own making for most of my life. I want to know when does my suffering end? I will apologize for not making conscious, educated decisions, and I hope that one day truth and justice will set me free. I will spend the rest of my life trying to be the person I should have been. Reaction. <laughs> oh, a lot of feelings. Um, my first initial feeling is like there's a lot of I, I, I. Uh-huh. Um, there's not like, there was no apology of any mm-hmm. sort. Just like, you know, that she was like, well, I didn't make an educated decision. Yeah. Mm, you've been she- married once. You're in a relationship. Like, you've lived life. Not a great life. I will give you that. But usually people who live the harder lives are the ones who are so, so savvy in a different kind of way mm-hmm. and it's not even like i get if you've if you've not lived like a a privileged life of having the best education or the best childhood or the whatever i get not knowing like your rights sure. as in is it pertains to the legal system but to me and and again i don't i don't know what the 80s were like I wasn't even a twinkle in anybody's eye at that point, but I don't understand how four times in a row you can have a child, it die by murder. Mm-hmm. Now, whoever that was, okay, we'll leave it up to discussion, mm-hmm. but to keep it with the point I keep getting hung up on is she kept them with, with the exception of the first one, but still she kept them with her through multiple moves Mm -hmm. through, through an entire long-term relationship had multiple children afterwards. And you, you say that you didn't make an educated decision. Like you had children before. Yeah. I mean, there's the, the one that at 19, obviously. Well, now she did keep that baby and, around and she for kept, a little while. She kept yeah, it I, around. I, I don't know exactly when she got rid of that car, um, but I mean, she had it for a while. She probably had it. I mean, she had it through her first marriage. She probably had it and through kids. at least, yeah, kids. And I, and I will never understand being sold into prostitution. Mm-mm. I will never be, I will never understand having a child through that kind of through prostitution, I guess mm-hmm. is the, what I'm trying to say. I will ne- I will never understand that. And I live a very privileged, privileged life in that I know my rights as a woman. I know my rights as a mother, um, even though I'm not one, but like, I know the rights that mothers have mm-hmm. because I, I take, you know, we are much more educated nowadays and we do understand that. I say we as in like the collective womanhood. Um, and I do know that prostitutes were, you know, I'm um, in sex workers. I apologize. Sex workers um, were villainized, still are, are villainized, um, but definitely were villainized in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and even beforehand, so I guess the 70s yeah, or something I, when yeah. she was sold into, I don't know what year she was sold into yeah, prostitution. I don't, but I don't know the details on that, but yeah, probably late 60s. Late 70s. 60s to 70s. Mm-hmm. Villainized. So I understand not coming forth if she was raped and had this child or if a John was the father of said child, like I don't understand that at all where I'm having an issue is the keeping of the body. If you're trying to hide something, in my opinion, if I were in the situation, I would want to dispose of the evidence. Yeah. So for her to say that she will live with not making an educated decision, but she has all this life experience, has eight living children, mm-hmm. but four of them she decided to keep after they were deceased by a traumatic means. I will I don't understand that. Yeah. And that to me doesn't seem like an edge like that to me seems like a intentional decision. Yeah. Not an uneducated decision but an intentional one. And maybe I'm not understanding her perspective of educated. Yeah. 
No. I don't know. So there's that thought there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've said it a thousand times. I don't know. Like, it just baffles me. Like, the whole, this whole case has just, it's, first of all, it's rocked me to my core. Um, but and it's, it's, it's also like, it's a, sh- it's, it showcases decision making mm-hmm. in a different form and like what you and I probably don't think of as a rational decision making process. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's at its core. It's just very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. Like, you know, no matter what the truth is, I mean, I think I, you know, I, I personally think that she probably killed these babies after they were born and they were alive. Um, but and it could have been immediately after they were oh, born. It could, it could have been, but that's not how you handle this situation. No. Like it's just not. Um, and, and we will I'm, not go any further into the handling of. Yeah. Like, no, that, that, that is a whole conversation for another day, but that is not how you handle and it. That is not what this podcast is about. No, no, um, no. Um, so the DA. So in a post-conviction interview, mm-hmm. um, he said the DA says that Odell blamed the deaths of these infants on her mother. So again, lack of taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed no remorse. Um, she n- now claimed, in, again, in this post-conviction, um, that her mother was present for all of the births and speculate that it was she who was responsible for their deaths. <laughs> I could get behind the theory if if we're gonna go with it. I mean, I don't. I now I know women do it all the time, but I don't know if I could give birth solo. No, like I have point blank told my mother that I want her. Maybe not like like if I ever have children, which. (laughs) But I have point blank told her like. If my partner is not with me for for some reason, whatever that reason might be, like, but you know, I won't chain him to the bed. <laughs> but like, I want her present. Either she's physically like holding the hand, coaching me through, because she's literally given birth to three children, yeah. so she knows. Or and she can stand up for me. Um, in in a you know in a hospital system that is not designed to help mothers mm-hmm. um or she will be like right outside the room like she like will on be standby there's she'll a be buzzer like, she'll be like there present yeah because she's i know she will be a comforting force which yeah. seems like an oxymoron but it really and truly is a good way to describe her like i feel like i would be more comforted having her there who has had experience so with that in mind, I can see and and work in the theory that her Odell's mother was present for these, especially if Odell's mother is the reason why she went into sex work in the first place. Yeah. Um now here here's my my thing with that. Um talk to me. So first of all, now okay, let me back up a little bit. So here's the thing. Odell's mother, we've talked about it already, mm-hmm. not a nice lady. No. Now, I know that there is something to be said between the relationship between a mother and a child, mm-hmm. no matter what your, like, actual relationship. It could be, like, the worst relationship of the, out there, mm-hmm. but there's something about the relationship between you and your mommy mm-hmm. that is different. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the way you said mommy. <laughs> I'm unhappy mommy. right now. Uh, <laughs> I need my mommy. Oh. Uh, that's different because that's like little child. But the way you said it the first time, I was like, ooh, I didn't. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. I got the chills. Yeah. I get, <laughs> um, but so like, that, yes, I see your point. But I can't imagine her mother the way that I've, I, I've at least seen it in my little, you know, knowledge my little research that I could find on her. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine her being that comfort to her, you know? Oh, like being present and being yeah, like. Yeah, I can't imagine her being, com- like in that. Okay, listen, we all know childbirth, not a fun experience. No. Um, we're just going to get it out there. 
in the open right now. It's not fun. Um, Which is most of the deterrent for me. (laughs) (laughs) Telling me, man. Um, um, So if you want that comforting presence there, Mm -hmm. I couldn't um, imagine a woman like that being comforting to her. No, but it could have been she was there. Sure. To get, was, to to get rid of the child. Sure. Um, absolutely it could have been. But here's the other thing with that. Okay, talk to me. I'm here. This is like the seventh version of that story that Odell has told. According to the DA and the police. Oh. Yeah. I don't like it now, when you change your story. Exactly. So remember little bitty little bitty changes, little bitty details, but like mm-hmm. big changes like that. I don't like when you change your story. Sure. I mean well and remember in the beginning of my story, she told the police she gave birth in secret and that her mother had no idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty that's a pretty big deviation. Right, row. Yeah. So blah 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 blah. blah she was responsible. Odell says she was afraid of her overbearing and cruel mother even after she had passed. And that's why she lied about it. like supposedly that's why she lied about it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I I personally call bullshit on it. That's fair. And I mean, that's pretty much all we know. Like that's, that's pretty much it. She's sitting in jail right now. She's been, she's given different stories every day to the police. She'll be out in eight years. Hmm. Um, and that is a story of the baby in the boxes murder. Diane Odell. Wow. Fuck me. I hate that. I hate Congratulations. So I fucking hated it. That was our first true crimey one. You know what? Too. Okay. Literally. Okay. Literally. I left. <laughs> I left the apartment today and I left my roommate and I was like, bye. See you later. Oh, by the way, I might be late. Um, Anna and I are recording our episode and she like looks and she's like, oh yeah, I can't wait to hear. And I was like, we're doing our first murder. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, murder. murder? And I went, I went, no, 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 murder. <laughs> and she was like, ooh, murder. I wish you all could see the crazy eyes. <laughs> That I was just given. Murder. Because it goes hand in hand. <laughs> it's like you can't say the word in that fashion without having crazy eyes. You can't. You can't. Like this there's a difference between murder. 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 So <laughs> I was like, oh my God, we're doing our first murder. I was really excited. And you did, you you both disappointed and did not disappoint. Not maybe, you know what? You didn't disappoint. You like definitely did what you were supposed to. I'm just sad. I, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's ultimately. But that's what I think drives us in the true crime yeah. world is like, it's horrible and we hate it. We're fascinated because we don't understand it, mm-hmm. but we're going to be sad while we dive into it. But like, tell me more about it. Pretty it's, much. It's a weird dynamic, man. And I hated every second of it, but also I was very intrigued. Like it, it's a very fascinating story and I fucking wish I knew the truth to it because I don't know. I, don't. I can't wait to do my first mayor dare. <sighs> we, need to get you, we need to get you a murder. Uh, we need to get you a murder. Mayor dare. Mayor dare. <laughs> We're going crazy. Oh my God. I've only had one glass of wine too. I know. Oh God. And we got to gonna make it work out <laughs> <laughs> just oh. so everyone knows <laughs> i got plans i'm making anna do a dance hit workout <laughs> and i'm so excited be on the lookout on our social medias because i'm gonna record what we look like doing this and i can't wait i listen if this case didn't ruin my day already this workout's going to i text she texted me and she was like Hey, um, would you rather go on a walk or do a hit workout? And I was like, listen, if I must be do a hit workout, please be gentle. It's dark outside. It's like dark. I, we could have done it before, and we could have been like, we could have gotten on and been like, <laughs> yeah, I did. Trust me, I t- so I told her about the hit workout I did yesterday, and I was like, I was literally wheezing. But <laughs> this one, I've looked through it. It's we're gonna do Broadway hits because I love you and I know how much you love Broadway and I do too. But thank you. I know how much you love Broadway hits. Um, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be great. It's it's gonna be fine. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> you heard it here fo- first, folks. Probably. <laughs> if if you don't hear from us in uh, few, two weeks, <laughs> if you don't hear from Anna in two weeks, because <laughs> I've done these workouts and I'm still here. I but. am just morbidly out of shape. <laughs> just 
horribly out of shape. It'll be fine. So I'm scared. I'm I, I scared. have the faith. I'm going to stop singing now because I've sung three times in this episode. That's okay. Sometimes you have to sing it out. You got to sing it out. You got to sing out the terrible. I'm here for it. So, well, God damn it. <laughs> I keep like pushing it out. Like maybe she won't. Maybe. No, and she's gotta, doing, it. doing it. We're doing We're doing the damn thing. Well, damn. All right. Well, this is, this is us signing off, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Follow us on all of our social medias. um, Ruin Your Day podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, want to add a correction corner, want to suggest an episode, uh, ruinyourdaypodcast at gmail.com. That is the best way to get a hold of us. Woo. Awesome. Y'all have been amazing. You've been a great audience tonight. Thank you, New York. Uh, (laughs) Peace out. Peace out. We outy. Hope your day is ruined. I'm gonna stop singing now. Bye. (laughs) Bye.